And then there were three. Three chapters of those time-traveling teens, that is. And Rory takes a trip to the circus. Stay tuned. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University in beautiful, wonderful, wild, splendid West Virginia. Home to some of the most extraordinary children you'll find anywhere. There are rumors going around that I have something to do with the success of those time-traveling teens, the McFly Middle School Science Club members, appear to have invented their own time machine. Some say with the help of a certain science professor at a certain local university. I can assure you, if you hear any rumors, they are untrue. I have nothing to do with the exploits of those time-traveling teens. But I do know their stories. I will share Chapter 3 with you soon enough. But first, a trip to the circus. I have many fond memories as a boy of trips to the circus with my parents. Such joyous, carefree times. A splendid girl a little girl named Rory will have some wonderful memories of her own. Rory joins the circus. Rory was fascinated with the circus. Who wouldn't be? The sights, the sounds, the lights, the ups and downs. Rory was particularly interested in the animals. The elephants were so big, the lions so strong, and the little doggies and the colorful clown routine reminded Rory of her puppet home. And oh, how little Rory loved the trapeze performers and high-wire walkers. Up so high they seemed to float and fly in the sky while the crowd held their breath below. Rory's favorites were the clowns, those perfectly painted and extremely energetic showmen that drew laughs galore from the adoring audience. The circus was fun, lots of fun, and Rory made a decision. She wanted to be a part of it. Rory joined the circus. It began with a great leap, considering her tiny frame, from her third row seat to the lion's mane. Most little kids would have been super scared, but not Rory. She looked that lion down, eye to eye, till it purred and sat. Good lion, she said, and moved on. Next up, Rory's eye climbed to the sky. The tightrope was calling her name. She whispered, I can do that. Mom says I can do anything, and she did. Unafraid, she climbed a tall ladder up so high and took to the wire one step at a time without a problem at all. As everyone below her clapped and shouted her name, the lion was tamed 
and the trapeze conquered, and that only left but one thing to do. Rory had saved her favorite for last. Do you remember her favorite? The clowns, oh yes. Rory's favorites were the clowns. Rory jumped into a funny suit with big red boots. She painted her face white and red with a smile and went to the work of entertaining for a while. And oh, how the crowd loved Rory the Clown. How they oohed and awed at her tricks and laughed at her falls and marveled at how it was possible for her and her friends, so many of them, to fit inside that one small car. Then, all of the sudden, Rory awoke to the sound of her mother's voice. Rory, how could you possibly fall asleep during all of that? Is it possible? Was it all a dream? Rory did not think so, for so real did it seem. But yes, she was sitting in Mama's lap, and she was so tired. She must have been dreaming, but what a grand one it was. For the first time in her young, young life, Rory knew what she wanted to do when she was big, and she smiled. Rory's smile grew even wider, the widest smile there ever had been when she looked down at her feet and noticed something special. She was wearing two big red clown boots. Perhaps it wasn't a dream at all. Rory's not the only young one caught in the middle of an exciting adventure this week, listeners. Remember Ava? And Kat and Dana and Elliot, those time-traveling teens, have found themselves in quite a spot. When we last left them, Ava had vanished. Had she hopped back in time on her own, without her T4 partners? Time for Chapter 3. Those time-traveling teens. Chapter 3. Ava had always been obsessed with the Jurassic period. For as long as she could remember, dinosaurs captivated her. In fact, her obsession with these massive prehistoric creatures at age 4 and 5 led to her attraction with science. This attraction to science at age 13 would lead to her development of a time machine. And this development of a time machine would lead to her recklessly hopping back in time millions of years to a land of pterodactyls and velociraptors and much more. It seemed like a good idea for a brief second. Ava was angry at her T4 classmates, Elliot and Dana, for violating her rules to hop back in time by themselves. What also bothered her, though, was the feeling that she should have been the first up for a solo mission. It was her time machine, after all, and she couldn't get over the fact that her lying cohorts had used her revolutionary technology for rather lame endeavors. She couldn't use either one of those examples for an article that she was writing for Sci-Fi magazine. 
an article that once published would ensure her chances of one day getting into an Ivy League college. She needed something dramatic, and now she wanted to do it by herself. It seemed like a good idea for a second. Ava should have thought it through for longer, though. To no one else's knowledge, Ava was lost millions of years in the past. The three T4 members that remained in present time were in desperate search to find her and bring her back home. I can't find her anywhere. She must have hopped somewhere, Elliot pleaded with Dana and Kat. Kat replied, I don't think she'd do that. She was so mad, Dana seconded. She was mad because we broke the rules, and if I know her, she was probably upset that she didn't think of it first. If she did hop, she'd try to outdo us, that's for sure. She's always outdoing everyone. Elliot's impassioned plea to find his friend turned bitter at the end when he began to think about all the times that he had finished second to Ava, who had never finished anything but first. Still, his concern won out. Okay. Let's assume she did, Dana wondered. Where would she go, Kat added. Kat and Dana were so close that they often finished one another's sentences. This was one of those times. You know her better than we do. Where would Ava go if she could go anywhere? Any time, really, Dana clarified. A moment of panic struck Elliot, as he recalled somewhere in the deep recess of his mind playing with Ava as a young kid, and how she was particularly obsessed with dinosaurs, he said aloud. It can't be. It just can't be. That's too far back. She'll be lost forever. Dana and Kat exchanged confused, scared glances. At that moment, Elliot's phone buzzed. He read the message it relayed. It's Ava's parents. She's not responding to text. I guess they assume she's with me. I told them we had a late meeting today. They want me to remind her that they're having company tonight and that she better get home by six. That's an hour from now. What are we going to do? The girls said almost simultaneously. Elliot took charge. Check the hopper coordinates to make sure. We're going on a wild ride. And I think I know just where. Chapter 4 begins, The hunt was on. Ava would not be easy to find here. Lush, sweaty greenery dripping in humidity and presumably carnivore saliva surrounded Elliot, Kat, and Dana. It didn't take long for them to regret their decision to follow Ava millions of years into the past. At first, it didn't seem quite real, like three-quarters of the T4 quartet had stepped into a scene from one of their favorite films. That feeling only lasted a minute or so, when a gigantic pterodactyl flew overhead and screeched loudly at their presence. For the rest of Chapter 4, you'll have to tune in next week, listeners. We're more than halfway through our five-chapter time-traveling teens adventure. That's all for this week. Thank you for joining me once again in the lab for our 13th episode. I don't know about you, but I have found the number 13 to be extraordinarily lucky. 
I have many more stories to come. Tune in next week. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. I'm Rissy Joy. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might zap you back in time. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.